0: Hey guys, welcome to the Kevin and Fred Show. My name is Kevin Kaufman. I'm your host, and I just want to say thank you for taking some time out to listen with us this week. Do me a favor, if you don't mind, before we get to today's guest, head on over to ratethispodcast.com. That is ratethispodcast.com forward slash NLA that stands for next level agents rate this podcast.com forward slash NLA and leave us a review or just go to any podcast player that you prefer and uh, look us up the Kevin and Fred show and please leave us a review that is the best way to support our efforts here in the show all right let's get to today's episode all right guys we're back on the Kevin and Fred show and today I get to be joined in studio I like this I because as I was telling you uh Trevor uh First of all, let me let me introduce you, Trevor Halperin. How's it going, buddy? Good, man. Um, as I was just saying to you before we started recording, I've only done a handful of recordings here in in studio, if you will, and yep. by studio I mean the extra office that we turned into a, to a studio. You Don't know, give it away, so it could sound really cool. Uh, but it's nice to be able to do more uh, interviews with folks who are local. You're here in the Phoenix market as yep. well. Uh, you and I crossed paths a couple of years ago now on a panel that our that our lenders were putting on and. Yep. It's kind of, we're like, Oh, I think I like that guy. We should go hang out sometime. So we've been able to do that a few times now and get to know each other. And so, um, first of all, thanks for being a guest on the show, dude.
1: Thank you for asking me to come man. This is awesome.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. Um, Trevor, why don't we do this, man? For the, for the listener who maybe doesn't know you yet. Um, give me the, like, give me the quick little rundown of what your business looks like today. Then I'm going to, I'm going to jump around a whole bunch of different things from there, but let's just start there and kind of lay the foundation and then we'll go.
1: I love it. Um, So uh, let's see, I've been in the business for 10 years and, uh, you know, I've gotten to the point where right now with what I'm doing is uh, I'm running what I call a solo team. So it's I'm the sole producer, but I have people around me that help to make sure that our clients are getting a really good experience and that we're delivering on what we promise we deliver on. So the concept. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, go figure, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know if it was just me, uh, y- you, know, and the solo agent right now is struggling so hard. And if it so was hard. just me without leverage, I wouldn't be able to do the amount of business that I'd be able to do. And I wouldn't be delivering as well as, as we do or think we do. And as a referral business, when people kick us people back, like, okay, we did a good job. We showed you value, that sort of stuff. So, so I've developed this, this thing, this solo team uh, mentality. I'm a network-based agent. Um, So 95% of my business comes from people I know. Uh, friends, family, referral, repeat, that sort of stuff. So that's, that's where I am in, in, uh, in the biz.
0: Awesome. So when you say, you know, 95% or, or network-based, like, was it that way from the get-go?
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What, what was it about that, that, I mean, did you have some guidance early on to do that or was that just sort of your natural inclination?
1: Natural inclination. I mean, that's a great question. Um, Uh, when I first started in this business, I'd been in a couple of different lines of business. I knew a lot of people. I grew up here. And what I was always good at doing in the other lines of business that I was in was connecting people. But those connections usually didn't end up with like revenue for what I was doing, (laughs) Right. right? And so I thought when I came into this business, I thought long and hard about what I wanted to do. When I came into real estate, I was like, man, I just want to continue to connect people. And now when I connect, like I always say weave a web and see what gets caught in it. Like, hey, you should yeah. know so-and-so and you should blah, blah, blah. And just being constantly valuable to people, all of a sudden you're top of mind and you've got this web going and things just get caught in it. Yeah. So that's I, – I came into it thinking I know a lot of people. Um, I, the, I, I think I can provide a really good value. And so I just started interacting with my network. And the more – um, you know, people saw that I was actually doing this and doing it full time. The more people called. Yeah. I, that's, you know, I,
0: I, I, tell a lot of our younger agents, like on our team or just people I've spoken to, you know, first couple of years in real estate, it's like, there's the people, this is my experience, or at least my impression. Uh, I'd love to hear your, your thought on it is there's the people that are going to do business with you right away. Cause they love you. Like, because you just got in real estate, they're for sure doing business with you and setting you business. mm mm-hmm. And then there's other people. They're for sure not. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe they will. I don't know if it's like there's some sort of magical five, six year mark. You know, there's so much turnover in real estate, yep. as you know, that at a certain point they go, "Oh, he's serious. This yeah. is really the career. Okay, yeah. now I can trust
1: them either with my own business or my referrals. That's it. I I, I agree with that a hundred percent. You know what I found is no one wanted to be the first one. <laughs> right. You know, like literally, no one wanted to be the first. We're so like. OK, like you have had a couple starts and stops at different careers. Like, is this one going to last? Do I really want to be the, the first? And so my actual first deal after six months in the business, I had nothing. I didn't join a team. I just came into an office and was like, I'm going to do real estate and started charging it the way I thought it was supposed to be done. First six months, no business. And then I get, I was on uh, at that brokerage. It was called a uh, desk, desk, uh, desk time, desk time. Yeah, I think it was. Da- yeah, I think that's like what it's floor time, floor time, floor okay. time. That's what it floor time. So any call that comes into the brokerage during my set number of hours, I get to take it as a sales lead. Um, and it was, it was literally a call on a, on a uh, listing and introduced me to this buyer that I met out there. It wasn't the house, but I started working with him as a buyer and then found him another house got him under contract there, sold him the house, and then he ended up being my first listing too. Nice. And then after that, it was like the the dam broke, right? And I was able to deliver that success to my network. People found out, oh, he's got deals. And now they're not the first. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he's not going to practice on right? us. right? Yeah. And and I made sure that it's, it, in those early days too, trying to capitalize on it, like a showing that I'm, that I'm doing this, being, you know, having, setting up little things that were repetitive, that were low maintenance on my side, to go out to my network. Hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, I'm in real estate. Hey, I'm in real estate and I'm actually selling homes. You know what I mean? Yes, (laughs) totally. That's awesome, man. So six months, like, did you ever think about quitting in that six months? There were times I would literally, and I was, I, I was one of those guys. I went into the office every day. Like I had like that's how I have to do it. If I don't go into the office, it's really yeah. hard to work. It's always been that way for me. And so um, I was one of those guys, I, you know, I was in there at 8, 8, 30 every morning, you know, and I'd be there until 5, thirty six. you know. And there were days where I could literally feel my face and my ears turning bright red. Yeah. Like, and there were days where I just pushed back from my desk and was like, what am I doing? Fuck it. I'm out of here. You know, like, oh, yeah. you, you have no idea what you're doing. Business isn't coming. There were one of those days I called my dad and I was like, I was like, um, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, I, this isn't working. Like, I'm super frustrated. And he was like, go home. And I was like, what do you mean go home? And he's like, part of why you're in a business like this is so that you don't have to be tied to a desk all the time. If you're frustrated and it's not working, go home. So I was like, all right. So I went home. And, like, I refresh, I recharge, I got my mind right. And the next day I was back at it. You know, yeah. but it was like, Hey, okay. I do have the ability to get out of here and get out of my own head and get out of my own way, you know, every once in a while, uh, you know, you can't pull that, you can't pull the ejection handle too often. Otherwise you're not going to be productive, but, yeah, uh, but it, you know, fatherly wisdom, go home. Yeah. You know, he's a lawyer, he bills hours. So he, if he leaves, it's like, you know, he can see the, the meter going down with us. It's like, you know, yeah, it's all broken down into hours, but big chunks of commission at once. I had a, I
0: had a mentor kind of one of the first mentors I'd ever had, he used to say, you know, I think some people's natural inclination is to like push through that. And he's like, his, his thought was the same. He's like, no, go like, you should go home. If you're having your worst day, like just stop. Yeah. Like the day that you're crushing it, you know, if your goal is to so many contacts or so many sales a day or whatever that looks like, Mm -hmm. and you get there at like noon, then keep going, go till nine o'clock that night. Like, that's the day you keep pushing. Ride the wave, yeah. The, but the, the day that
1: you're, like, running into a brick wall, go home. Yeah. Just stop. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. And it's funny because I, I learned – my dad taught me that. Your mentor taught you that. And, like, how many times have you deployed that like, oh, I, in your yeah, career? Oh, like Absolutely. Both I, ways, yes. I do it. I mean, there there are times, like, you know, it seems less and less frequent. Now that, you know, the, the business, you know, when you've been doing it for long enough, you can – sense when things are going a certain direction, you know how to head it off, you know how to handle it. Oh, I've been down this path. It's not as devastating, whatever. Um, but there's still days like, there was one recently I looked across the the office at my operations coordinator. I was like, I'm going home now. And she's like, okay. (laughs) Like, (laughs) she's like, yes, I think you should. (laughs) She's like, please, for all of our sake, go home. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, you know, there are times where, where, you, you know, you get to pull that lever, but, um, you know, I think that I think that's it, you know, a little bit of experience, a little bit of time, some, you know, um learning lessons that you don't have to keep repeating so that when that thing, that feeling, that thing starts coming back up you're like I've been down this path, I know you. Exactly. You know? Yeah, so. 100%. What so okay, so
0: you mentioned, let's go back to that to your to kind of your, your business model, right? Mm-hmm. So, um you just mentioned operations coordinator. Mm-hmm. Tell me what are all the outside of Trevor. Yeah. Like who
1: are the other staff positions? Yeah. Yeah. So I've got, um, right now I have one full-time W two employee. Okay. Um, I'm probably going to bring another one on, uh, we're actually in, in expansion mode. So the way the structure of the team looks and as I have it right now, there's one open position and that open position is client concierge. Okay. So that's a W two full-time W two employee. That is really the field rep show the homes, make sure clients are getting delivered to them. Homes like, Hey, have you seen this one? Have you seen that? I think this one would work for you. Um, That concierge is really out kind of a showing agent. Uh, They're out running errands, dropping gifts off, doing pop buys. So they're like really an extension of you. They're an extension of me. They report up the way we're going to have it. It's going to report up to JC, uh, my operations coordinator. Um, And then I'm, then I view and, you know, see all the reports that are going on. I interject where, where needed. I guide and direct as opposed to more like of the direct day-to-day management. Um, but, but yeah, they're an extension of me out in the marketplace to get clients like, you know, to, to keep the, the, the flame stoked, you Absolutely. know, um, and uh, to get out there, show homes to get out there. And l- like, let's say there's a listing where it's like, Hey, when we do have showings, I mean, in a normal market when it's <laughs> like, you know everyone just flood in here for two hours and then write your offer. You know what I mean? In uh, a normal market, it's so long, dude, it's unreal. But like, you know, there are listings where, where let's say it's a, um, a high value listing. Let's say it's a couple million bucks and you're probably not going to get the flood, but you're going to get showings and it should be lit up. The windows should be open. The yeah. temperature should be right. Like the concierge is going to go out and do that. Um, so, uh, that role was filled it's vacant. JC and I were like managing, you know, the showings and all the stuff. Um, but we're like the last couple of weeks, we've started to see some cracks. Like, hey, we got it. We have to manage this. Like time to bring the concierge back. So so it's because so, that's a role you've had before. That's a role okay. I've had before. I've, it's been vacant for about six months. Okay. Um, we did have some help with uh some showing agents, you know, kind of a la carte showing agents right. at our brokerage. Um, but uh, but those folks have moved to another brokerage. So now it's like, okay, well, the the universe has spoken and it's time to hire time to again. refill. Well, dude, yeah. you know how it is. Every time you go to hire, every time you 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 it's like time to leverage, it's like Pucker Factor. You're like, yeah. here we go. Here's the expense, here's the whatever. But you know it's gonna work because you planned it and built it. So back to your question. The 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 structure is me, um, client concierge as a field rep, operations coordinator. Those two are W two employees. Operations coordinator manages my transaction management team. They okay. manage my marketing people. They manage, they make sure everything that we talk about getting done is getting done. And it's like my one source, like, hey, did the thing get done with the marketing stuff? And she'll be like, yes, no, waiting on so-and-so, right? So um, operations is more business operations as okay. well as uh, getting in the mix, making sure that clients, once the contract comes in, gets to the finish line. So, um, you know, uh, inspection reviews, uh, writing benzers, that sort of stuff. So, that, so that's the operations. Yep, that's operations. And the reason why... It, that was for a while on concierge, but this operations coordinator has a particular expertise. She used to work for a luxury home builder. So she can go into inspections and be like, that's, so she she knows it. So because she knows it so well, we're, we're always like playing to our strengths, punting to our weaknesses. Like, why are you doing that? Shouldn't you do that? Why am I doing this? Shouldn't you do that? Why are you doing that? Shouldn't I do this and constantly like shuffling the deck. And so, um so between those two we've got field work covered we have internal operations and budgeting and all of that covered and then uh underneath that we've got a handful of 1099 contractors um uh, a marketing assistant uh helps me to make sure that social media is getting out there that that posts are being drafted all that stuff i go in and make sure it's in my language agree with it disagree with it chuck this one Let's do that instead. Um, uh, she really manages all of that. Make sure our newsletter is buttoned up and looks good. Make sure videos are uploaded where they need to be. And then I've got a, um, uh, I've got a graphic designer um, that makes sure that everything looks good and in, in uniform. Okay. And then I've got a, a digital marketing coordinator who, like, um, he's basically like a virtual chief marketing officer. And he looks at all the SEO stuff and and develops a strategy like, hey um, – Google says that these searches are up 1500%. We need to write a blog about these. Right. So then we write a blog about it. And then now we have SEO juice, bringing people to our website, showing that and raising our visibility in cyberspace. So these people are, so minus the first two that we yep. talked
0: about, they're all 1099, they're all 1099
1: con- contractor employees. It, exactly. Like I'm not the only one that, that works with them. They, they have multiple clients. Um, and then, uh, then we've got uh, the the final piece of that puzzle is is PR publicist, making sure that like when we write blogs and whatever that they're going out and that they're being picked up by media. So I'll have stuff published in AZ Big Media, and that's pointing back to my website. And now when that points back to my website, my website looks better and grows. Oh, All the more classic SEO stuff, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, really all of this is designed to make sure that my network is, is engaged and that my network like looks at me as the pro, the expert, right? Like, oh, if we're going to go buy and sell real estate, let's use Trev. He's, you know, um, he's been published or whatever. Like it really makes my, my network and my sphere, um, one raises my visibility and two raises my credibility. And so the phone rings more, it's, it's hard to quantify it though be like, Oh, that came from there. And that came from there. It's like kind of coming dude, from, it's so hard omniverse. to quantify anything dude. at
0: this point. Like yeah. last click attribute uh, dude. I everything. You you can be so omnipresent and through so many different channels. Yep. It's virtually impossible
1: these days. Yeah. Yeah. It's so, it's so hard. My, my digital content guy calls it the omniverse, the omni channel. Yeah. Like it's coming from everywhere. Yep. Um. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard to track. And as a network based guy, it's even harder. And like, marketing principles would say, if you're, if you're buying leads and all that, like track every penny, you know,
0: leads are one thing, you know, if they, you know, if they, did they click the button, did they opt in? Like, you know, that part, right. But once they're, but even from there, once they're a lead, depending on how they get treated or someone from your network. Yeah. It's, it's virtually impossible. You've kind of, obviously you gotta be, you gotta be smart about it, be able to make sure you have a return and Mm -hmm. like a profit. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you're doing those things, like that's, that's obviously great, but it's, yeah, it's really hard to like narrow down. Like, Hey, this is the one thing that's really, you know, kicking for me
1: so hard. And, and it's like, you almost hit, you know, to your point earlier about like, if you're in, if you're in the office one day and like, you're just firing, like go until nine o'clock. It's like you, there are these waves, right? Like something's clicking, like, like there's <laughs> yeah. something that is that out there that's mixed. And all of a sudden, like everyone's calling and then it like kind of goes away and then something clicks and you just kind of ride these ride these waves, you know, it's so, it's so, it's, does it's it, hard to track. Does it, does that for you, I'm curious, does that change what you're doing
0: on a daily, on a day-to-day basis?
1: Not on day-to-day. Um, you know, the, our marketing mix and our approach will change. We have two marketing meetings a month. So we we'll, we have one, which is an analysis like, Hey, what did, what went well and what are we doing? So when you say we, who, who's, who participates in yeah. that meeting? Yeah. So in in our marketing meeting, it's me, it's J.C. the operations coordinator. Okay. Uh, when the uh, when the concierge role gets filled, it'll be the concierge because they're out there in the field. They know what people are, you know, what the vibe is. Right. Um, it's uh, my publicist, and it's my digital content director, and it's my marketing assistant. Okay. So it's a tribe, so, uh, and my you, wife.
0: You really are. So you are getting the whole the whole crew together for this yep. twice okay.
1: a month. The crew gets together and we look at what we did and we provide analytics, and then the next. Uh, the next one based on the analytics is planning. So, um, so, you know, execute, and then we look to see what worked and then we plan the next one. Okay. That didn't work. We shouldn't do any more of that. Or, um, or, you know, like one of the things I've got a podcast and one of the things, my, the first thing that my digital content guy said was, um, dude, you shouldn't be doing it. It's not doing anything. You're like out there looking at the numbers. It's not really effective, but, when I see people, they're like, bro, I saw your podcast, you know? And it's like, okay, like yeah. people are my network may not, when you look at like, when you look at the metrics, it may not be huge, but, but the people that are engaged are the people that I want to be engaged. Well, I mean, dude, if you
0: think about it, I don't, I don't know how big like your how big you'd consider your, say your sphere of influence is, um, but the reality is, is if you've got, I'm going to just call it 150 people. That's good for 30 plus transactions a year. Totally. So let's just say, I, I'm not saying this is your goal or my goal or that it should be anybody's goal, but let's say the goal was 30 transactions a year. Mm-hmm. You you only need 150 people to pay attention to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's not hard to do. Mm-hmm. And it, so, you know, if you're getting a hundred downloads, a podcast, not a lot of downloads. And in that scenario, that could be uber effective. Totally. Right? So it's really about like, well, what's the, what's the result? Like, what are we going after? Yeah. You know, we're not trying to be, you know, Tim Ferriss or or Joe Rogan or something with the podcast. We're trying to make sure we're, we're in that omniverse, I think is your guy called it. Right. And so it can be super
1: effective with what seems like a small number that is just like perfect. Well, you know, it's funny too. You say, you know, 150 people need to pay attention. They barely even need to pay attention. They just need to like you. Just you, need to be you just in front need, of them. Actually, you just need to
0: remember to get them to
1: pay attention for like a second, for <laughs> a half second, to be yeah. like, "Hey, oh, there's Kevin again. Oh, hey, there's Trevor again." And then guess yep. what? Right as they're talking real estate, either with each other, yep, or with someone else, they will have just glance by something that we did, and they're like, "Hey, you gotta call. You gotta call my buddy Kevin. You gotta yep. call Trevor."
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's just about yeah, so so much about that. I think even more and more too with uh just the, the the technology the the different companies that we have that we're dealing you know dealing with both not just the I buyers, but even like the the hedge funds etc and just the changes going on going on in our industry and you can still buy leads like we still buy leads we just focus more of our time on the people we already know totally. like that and i think the more you get into this like the more you're we're going to have to do that. Right. Because Mm -hmm. we can build a moat around those people. Like Mm -hmm. eventually we're going to all get priced out of
1: buying new leads Mm -hmm. eventually. Well, yeah. And then, you know, when you're, when you're buying something that everyone else can buy, the only way you're going to be able to acquire it is to outmaneuver them or outpay them. It's just like being out in the market right now as a buyer. Yeah. Everyone wants this one house. Everyone wants those leads. And guess what? The person that's going to pay the most is going to get it. So to your point, you're going to price out they yeah. become less effective. You see your percentages go down on them. Um, yeah. you know, half the time I don't know, like, you know, we use, we use this tool. Um, uh, what is it? Um, where you partner with a lender and, and homebot, homebot, we use homebot. Yeah. And, um, and half the time I get a ping from a client on that, Hey, so-and-so wants a CMA. And when I, connect with them. They're like, Oh, sorry. I didn't know. It, like went to a live person. Like, I didn't know that, like, you know, so, so that's just an internal click. But if you're paying for leads and then half the time you can you know, when you get in touch with them, they're hostile or they're, you know, they just, they, they're, they're getting calls from a bunch of agents and, you know, it, it becomes a return on your time too, as much as a return on your investment.
0: Yeah. The lead game is tough. I mean, personally, I still love it um, because it's a war of attrition, but Going into it, you have to know that it's a war of attrition. It right. is not like it's not this easy thing that I think that that people have their, you know, they think, Oh, I can just buy leads and then I'm gonna have business. And, and it's like you can buy leads, but then you gotta really work hard. Yeah, you gotta like, to, you gotta, you gotta like work. and to your point, okay. You like you've gotta differentiate yourself. Like there's all you've got to constantly be on top of that. And mm-hmm. it's such a it's such a hard game that I think is going to just get harder and harder to try to compete in and and Ultimately, I, I mean, I, I suppose you don't have to. It's just my belief that you've got to be able to go to a sphere of influence, a, a past client list, yeah. whatever, a database, whatever you want to call yep. it. Like that's got to be at the core of every real estate business.
1: Totally. I've got, so I've got a, a buddy of mine who's a branch manager, lender, branch manager. And when he brings someone on, the only way he's going to bring them on. And give them a draw against future uh, income is if they have a spreadsheet of 100 people, like yep. filled out, not just a name, like uh, name, email address, phone number. These are the people that you're going to call and work. You know, this is what's going to get you going. So, yeah, I mean, you know, having a database and being able to dig in past clients is is huge. But if you're an agent starting out and let's say one, you may not have a deep bench. You may not have a deep network. Um, uh, or two, obviously you don't have any past clients. So where do you start leads buying, going to a team? And then once you start showing value, and you've got some, some hits. I was talking to an agent yesterday or the day before he's been in the business for four years. Um, and, uh, and in business is slow right now. He's having trouble with getting his buyers over the hump and whatever. And I was like, dude, you're about to hit that sweet spot where, where the people that you sold homes to are now starting to call you yeah. four years later, five years later, then the phone rings, hey, we're ready to, you know, upgrade or, you know, move in, blah, blah, blah. That's when that side of the database starts kicking. So until you really get there, you gotta, you've got you got to acquire the business, you know, however you can. But yep. you probably know this statistic better than I do. What is it that it's like, you know? 80% of people would use their agent again if they could only remember who it was. Yeah, exactly. Some, right? Something weird like that. Something like that. Like that. Yeah. So, so from day one, from close closing number one, you have to have a plan with how you're going to stay engaged with that person.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh buddy of mine was in town from Portland yesterday and was teaching a class, and he, he just was talking about the amount of time and effort that people will put into meeting somebody new
1: versus – staying in touch with the people we already know. It's like chasing, chasing unicorns or chasing like a uh, chasing ghosts yeah. as I call it. You know, it, like he gave the example
0: and I mean, he even said like, there's nothing wrong with doing an open house. Open house is great, but like, okay, you do an open house. It's let's say it's three hours and then you got a half an hour putting out signs. You got a half an hour picking up signs. Maybe you got a half an hour drive there and half at a minimum. You got five hours into yep. it, right? At a minimum. And you might've met someone there. Maybe not, but maybe you did. That can turn into a client, but maybe you could also invest that five hours into your database. Right. Like, would you see a better return for that? And I think that um, more people would see a better return for that. Mo- like, granted, if you don't have a database yet, that's not who I'm talking to mm-hmm. right now, right? But if you've got a database, you've got past clients, you've got a sphere of influence. Like your your time. Is, like until that is taken care of.
1: Everything else is a, is a distraction. Totally. And it, it's so, it's so true. And, it, you know, especially on the open house front is funny because, um, uh, 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 Brian North at, uh, at, yeah. uh, um, uh, the, the founder of North and co was talking to me one day. He's like, he's like, so you have people sign in at open houses. And I was like, nah, that's dude. I'm like, I, I, I don't like doing it. <laughs> I like, I just, I know that their biggest barrier to walking in that door is, is, you know, Mr. Agent being like, Hey, slide ed, you know, cause I'm going to call your ass, you know what I mean? And so, um, he was like, okay, so if you're not getting them to sign in, you can't follow up with them. He's like, what, what, he's like, what else do you like to do? And I was like, well, you know, I like hanging with my family, going hiking. I like, you know, going up to our cabin. He's like, then don't hold open houses, go to the cabin. He's like, because if you're not capturing the lead, I right? Brian. Yeah. He's like, D- don't do it, dude. Yeah. If you're not, if you're not getting their contact info, yeah, you may stumble. Someone may come in and you're like, Hey, like you but may the, make a connection.
0: You may, but like the, the chances of it are so small. Like right. I also could win the lottery. Right. I mean, I guess I'd have to buy a ticket, but still. Yeah. Right. You yeah. Know, you can't win
1: if you don't play. Right. Yeah. But
0: I mean, it, it's kind of the same thing though, it, if you look at yeah. it uh, Yeah. and yeah, like your time would literally be better spent. Relaxing,
1: recharging, yeah, or maybe even working on the data the database and stuff. Exact call if you're afraid to get capture people's names, guess what you're gonna be afraid to do? Call them. Yeah. Right? So if I'm not even gonna ask you for your info, then I don't have a follow up system. So so and if I'm a a leads based agent trying to go and buy leads and trying to capture leads at open houses. And I won't capture your name so that I can put you in a database and follow up with you. Like right there, the writing on the wall is don't I'm not it. approaching this business. right yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Find another way. Find yeah. A, find, find
0: another way. That, and Which is by the way, and you and I've talked about this before. It's one of the beautiful
1: things is yes. there's a lot of
0: other ways to, yeah. to generate business, yeah. right?
1: Yeah. All all day. And, and and that's what's that's what's so great about real estate is you get to do it how you want to do it. It's your little micro business. It's an extension. Your little business is an extension of who you are as a person. And yep. so you get to operate it however you want. Yeah. Um so so back in that
0: kind of, I guess in that that um that thought of operate it the way you want, uh, w- Tell me, what did you call your name again? Your like your your model, solo team, solo team. Yeah. So, what was there like an inflection point for you where you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm doing this so what I now
1: call solo team." Like, yeah. What was it that that led you to that decision? It it was every once in a while, as this business tends to do, it makes you want to add agents to your team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, you know this as a team yeah, yeah. lead, right? Yeah. I mean, your model is built on this. And so, you know, especially as a solo agent, you get to points where you feel like your career is not going to progress until you add team agents because that's what this business is about. If you want to be a mega agent, if you want to be a a lead of a mega team, like you have to add team agents. And um, so I, various times, especially over the last four or five years since I uh, switched brokerages and went to the entrepreneurial uh, brokerage that, that is North & Co., like I got to the point where I was like, time to add team agents. So then I'd start talking to Brian about it. I'd start talking to my executive coach about it. I'd start putting the pieces together. And then we'd all get to this point where we're like, what do you, like, what are you doing? What am I doing? Why am I doing this? Wait, why did I do that? Yeah. yeah. And, and there was a conversation with my wife. I was like, time to add team agents. Here we go. Let's da, 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 da. And my, and, and this was right after I'd brought on the concierge for the first time and things were rolling. And I like, there was one afternoon where I was in my pool and the phone rang. I was in my pool with my family and the phone rang. It was a Sunday and it was my concierge. And I didn't even know she was out showing homes. She's like, Hey, I'm with so-and-so. They want to write an offer. You know, here's this and that, the information. And I started crying. I was like, it's working. Like I'm with my family and, and, and things yeah. are, things are happening. And so, um, so that really started operating. And then I was like, time to add team agents. We can do this. Look at how this is working. Now it's time to go. And my wife was like, she's like, hold, hold up a sec. She's like." She's like, so you just got your team, your little solo team operating so that you're not Mr. Guy all the time. Like every phone call gets answered. You get no sleep. You're up in the middle of the night. You're doing all the things. You're answering all the client questions and calls and agent questions and calls. You just got to the point where all, like a huge percentage of that is offloaded. And now you want to bring agents on so that you can have their phone calls that are like, I'm, I feel sad, yeah. you know, cause you know how, how yeah. so much of that is like, things aren't working. What do I need to like pumping people up and doing all this stuff? So I'm, I, I offloaded and created space for my family and to live a little bit more. And then I was going to fill it with agents. And I was like, yeah, that doesn't feel right. And then talking, you know, all of my mentors and coaches were all like, yeah, it doesn't feel right. Like the trajectory of my business as a solo agent, I I'm growing it by 20 to 25% a year, you know, over a decade. Like that's dude, that's I'll keep, significant. I'll, I'll take that. So, I mean, it's funny you say,
0: uh, like when you said, you know, if you want to become the mega agent you like that, you know, you add agents, yeah, everybody knows that. Like it's no right. secret. But w- what I noticed was your, your choice of words. It wasn't if you want to make more money. Right. Which I think is the thing that ultimately a lot Dude, of people want.
1: We've talked about this. Yeah. And,
0: and whether we'll admit it or not, like I'm, I'm perfectly okay admitting I'm a capitalist. I like to make money. I mm-hmm. want to make as much money as I possibly can, mm-hmm. but uh, more than that, like, Oh, like my, I want my time first. Yep. Uh, no doubt. I want my time first. Money is a distant second to yeah. that. Right. Yeah. Uh, but what I see is people who like you obviously had, whether that was because your wife said, hold on or, or if you would have got there yourself anyways, but like most people just like, don't even see that of like, Hey, I shouldn't be, I should go this, I should go a different route mm-hmm. and they just go, Oh, well look, there's these other, look at the top five teams in my office. Uh, I'm just going to copy what they do.
1: Exactly. And it doesn't
0: fit their personality. It doesn't fit their goals. It doesn't fit what they want. And so then they do this, and then it's like this constant cycle of like falling on their face and never really committing to
1: one model or the other. Right, right. And because to your point, they haven't been introspective enough to be like, is this really what fits me? And that's where I came and have a couple of times – Come to that. Yeah, I'm not bringing on team agents because, you know, especially one of my mentors um, uh, that that works with me on Headspace stuff um, is like he's like, dude, anytime you're going to do something, there has to be a plus plus like you make more money and you get more time with your family. Right. You get more time with your family and you get to blah, blah, blah. Like whatever it is, there has to be a plus plus. And he's like, every time you get, cause I'll get antsy, uh, you get antsy, yeah. right? It, the entrepreneurial spirit is like, oh man, I'm bored. Or like, oh, I want to do something. Or look, squirrel, let me add a team agent. Right. Um, And, and every time I start looking external, well, maybe I'll go, you know, join a board or maybe I'll go do another charity. My, my, my mentor will go, he'll be like, okay, well, well, Take that energy that you want to move out and pull it back in. He's like, until you are perfect, spend your time on you and your inner circle. He's like, how does it look? How is your inner circle? How does your really tight circle look and feel? And it's like, dude, it feels really good. He's like, yeah, so don't go break it unless there's a plus plus. Yeah, there's there's so much more
0: value in what I would call going deep Mm -hmm. than to instead of just trying all these new things, right? Mm -hmm. Which is which is easy to get caught in that trap. I've done it. Most everybody has, but there really is just so much value. I remember I had a call. I guess it was about a year and a half ago with a with somebody who was at one time kind of a pretty strong mentor in my life, business wise. And we were just catching up on stuff. And one of the things he's like, okay, so you know, so what's next? Well, you know what? I was like, you know, I was like, I think I'm just kind of like I'm just kind of I'm in my groove, and I I think I'm going to be here for a while. And he, he I'm not, I'll never forget. He's like, I'm really glad I heard you say that. He's wow. like, so people, so many people I know get to, you know, where you're at, whether that happens to be financially, business-wise or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they go, okay, cool. This is going well. What can I add to it? Or what else can I start mm-hmm. doing? And then instead of this thing getting just amazingly big and awesome that it just kind of never really gets past that point, it right. sort of stays mediocre and they go to add something else that's right. mediocre. If it would just stay right there a little bit longer and just go a little bit deeper, like the whole world starts to open up.
1: Well, I was just going to say, and it opens up things that you didn't even expect to be open. Yeah. Like patience you know, yeah. sowing seeds and deep roots, you For know, sure. going deep. God, it pays. And it, it pays in these ways that, that, yeah, you, you didn't expect. Yeah. You know, I always find that the more I force things, the, the, the less it works out just in life relationships. I was going to say life, business, business all dude, of it. Relations- yes, friendships,
0: like, all of it. Yeah. If you got to force it, yep. you just got to go, eh, am I, you know, am I, every once all, I'll, I'll ask myself that question. Like my, am I, am I forcing this or Mm -hmm. are we forcing something here that Mm -hmm. we shouldn't? And Mm -hmm. just have to check
1: yourself sometimes. I know, I mean, I should say I have to check myself sometimes on that. Well, and I think it's important. Like when you, when you check yourself and you, and you really do ask those tough questions, I mean, it's easy, you know, we're, we're such creatures of habit and um, environment, right? So if your environment has a, you know, a dead plant there, you just overlook it. And if that dead plant is someone who's creating bad, dark energy in your life, yeah. you know, and then all of a sudden you're like, oh shit,
0: hey, there's a dead plant. There's over a there. dead
1: plant there. Why has that been sitting there? Like time to clear the room. Right. Yep. And, and, you know, one of my favorite sayings is fresh water. Like when you clear energy, when you break the dam and you let the the water go and new water comes in and fills it, it's new vibrancy, new energy, yeah. like creating that space to allow for something new to come in. That something new is, you know, you may not plan for it, but boom, it hits and you're like, you oh make the room man, for it. you make the room, you've made the space for it. Yeah. And if your space is full of things that aren't, you know, moving your life forward in one way or another, you should let them go. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You should. There's so much. I was just saying this to with a uh, uh, little group text between my, my business partner and, and Jill, who runs our world administratively. Mm-hmm. I, ju- I just said, I just said the term, I said, addition by subtraction. Yeah. And she was like, you are so right on this. Like, yeah sometimes it's additional, but you know, it's the dead plant. Yep. Oh shit. There's a dead plant in the room. Yep. I didn't even notice it. Yep. I'm going to get rid of that. Right? right. And then it starts to open things up for so much better.
1: Well, and in, and in this, this business as an agent, that dead plant could be a client that's dragging you down. Oh yeah. Mentally time-wise, you know, there are those clients that'll beat you up. There's those clients that'll look at homes for two years. And, you know, I mean, we We had one recently where uh, where we'd had a, a client under contract, she been working with her for two years. I've had her under contracts six times in this marketplace as a buyer. like that's that's like people are dying to get a deal, and I've gotten her a deal six times and then she cancels. And she'd canceled this last one, and I looked at, at JC, my operations coordinator, and I was like, hey, um, you okay if I let her go? And she's like, I'm totally cool with it. And so, yeah. uh, but it was funny. She canceled on a, on a, uh, canceled on a Benzer. And the next day, uh, she sent a text. If it's not too late, I've made a mistake. I do want it. We got her back. And she's closing this month after two years, dude. But uh, that was, that's a good lesson too, because when she called me to let me know the afternoon before that she was canceling, I knew that I was going to let her go as a client, but I figured it was good, just going to be kind of a slow. Like I wasn't going to be like, "Hey, you fired," you know. I right. was like, "Let's just see what she does after this." She's like, "I'm going to take a break," and I was like, "Cool, it'll just fade out, right?" Yep. Um, and uh, um, I was super nice to her. I was like, "I've always just wanted the best for you," you know. Like I really mean it. Like I want her making the right decision for her. Um, but then the next morning when she sent the text and then I was like, "Hey, you know, let's talk." She she got on the phone and she was like. I almost didn't send that text because I thought you guys would think that I'm like insane and blah, 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 blah. So if I'd been mean, you know, yeah. the, there are people like, and that's a learned behavior to not be like, bro, you've wasted my time. Like, what are you doing? Like you have to be nice to people, even when they're screwing you over or you feel like you're getting screwed over and then they may come back. There, there's a lot to unpack there, dude. Like um, the fact
0: that you were mental, like you had gone, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to fire this client. Mm-hmm. I'm, I, that is so hard for so many people to mm-hmm. do. To go, they think like it's so. It's such a natural thing to go. I put two years in. Yes, I gotta get it. I gotta yes. get it. Yep. It's so funny that after after that point, that's when you were like, "Yeah, we're, I'm just gonna have to let her go." Right, and then that's when that's when she comes back around. Like yeah. the next day, come yeah. on. Dude, you know, it's almost
1: like what I was saying. The harder I force, the yeah, less, like the, the, I created room to let her go and boom, she filled it and, and, and came back and is getting the deal done. Yeah. And
0: you know, though, I, I think you have the, uh, courage. I don't know if courage is the word. You have the courage to do that though, because you're doing what you're supposed to do every day mm-hmm. to, to bring in enough business mm-hmm. to where one deal doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Like from a, from, from a, from a, from a. From my income standpoint, which mm-hmm. is I like still how so many of us will operate yep. is, what's the impact on me versus like, hey, if I'm just doing my job every day, like the money's going to show. It's a byproduct, right? The money will show up, It's, right. a, it's a byproduct of me doing the right things every right. day, and so then you don't have to get attached to any one closing or any yeah. one client. My
1: precious, right? Yes. Like you're holding on to it, and and that ha- and it that really is a learned yeah. behavior. I mean, there are times. Um, my wife has been with me for all, but like a year, my first year and a half or so. So she sees these cycles or she sees clients and like, there've been times where she's like, Hey, like, can you please fire them? Like, I want my husband back. Like, hello, you know, because if something's going bad or like a client feels like you're not doing your all and you're really giving it your all and they're not seeing it and you're disconnected, like it takes a little chunk of your soul. You know, you're like dead eyes at dinner. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, man, like how can I fix it? It's like watching a relationship crumble in front of you. And when you you do really need the income or whatever, it's hard to realize that, hey, if you cut out this cancer, better energy and more money is going to come in behind it. It's hard to do. But to your point, if you're doing everything that you need to do every day and if you weren't spending three hours with this person that isn't transacting or is – sucking the life out of you, then get that three hours back and put it into work in your database or yep. holding an open house and Dude. having people sign in and exactly. then putting them in your database. <laughs> exactly. I was going to say, go do the open house. I was going to say exactly that. <laughs> Three hours. Dude, a Halpern Residential is the home of the two-hour open house. We don't do three hours for the exact thing, the exact reasons why you yeah. said it earlier. Dude, I, when you tell people you can see it between here and here, guess what? You get all of these people show up here. Yeah. If you're like, you can see between here and here, all these people show up there. If you tell them when it's going to be, they're going to go. So many
0: so many agents are like, what do you mean you, you you don't have to work seven days a week or you don't have to? I'm like, it's the same thing with an open house. If you just tell people up front what the expectation is, yep. they know what to expect. It's yep. not a big deal. Right. It's really not. Right. And so you can get people to understand this is the way you work and this is the way you do things. Mm-hmm. And no, we're not going to look at houses if when you're not ready. Yeah. Like that. my yep. buddy Craig yesterday was teaching about how he's, he teaches the agents on his team. They have a pipeline system and it's A's, B's and C's, mm-hmm. right? And, and A's are, they're transacting this month, mm-hmm. right? They're, they're ready, willing, and able. They're transacting mm-hmm. this month. B's are almost there, but not quite. C's are, you know, they're C's. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, he's talked about just the ability to, when you recognize you've got a C or a B that really is more like a C to just like, Hey, You know, we're, we're not, we're probably not going to go look at how it's like, it's okay when you set that expectation or you set the expectation of, Hey, these are the days I do my showings or some, Mm -hmm. whatever that thing like, Mm -hmm. or this is when I present offers. I I used to have agents mad at me all the time. Cause I just, when I was taking listings, I just, I just don't present listing offers on the weekend. I don't Mm -hmm. want to. Mm -hmm. And I would just ask my clients permission up front after the listing appointment to, present them multiple offers on Monday instead of one offer at a time over a right. weekend. And they'd be like, yes, of course, that's so much better. It's better for all of us. Yes. And i be like, it is. Cause then more, more offers are better. Right. Yeah. And so, um, that's how I did it. And it would always invariably it piss off an agent every weekend because right. I wasn't going to present their offer mm-hmm. that they submitted Friday night at seven o'clock. I wasn't mm-hmm. going to present it till Monday morning at 10. Mm-hmm. And, and, and then there's other people like, you can't do that. I'm like, well, actually you can, as long as the client knows what the expectations right. are and they know
1: the rules of engagement, they're good. Yep. Well, in those expectations, you know, it's funny. You see a lot of the expectations set in the MLS. Like, uh, oh, coming soon, no showings until blah, blah, blah. And then you see it go pending. Right. It's like agents set expectations and they break them on the MLS where it's like, when you really set them, set them to your point of like, actually hold, actually hold hold to it. You know, we, we put very specific rules in place for our listings. Like, Hey, um, available to see during the open house, uh, from 11 to one on Saturday, 11 to one on Sunday offers due Sunday by 7. P.m. We'll get back to you Monday by 7. P.m. And when agents call and they go, uh, is there any chance my client can get in? Or like, I've got, I've got this, I've got yeah, this juicy offer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 11 to one. Um, or, or when, when agents call and go, Hey, are you really sticking to it? I go, absolutely. I put that in writing. That's my word. I'm standing by it. The clients know this is what we're doing. They're expecting this. Like, this is what we're doing And agents. There they will be like, thank you so much. <laughs> you know, thank you for holding to your word. So like, The expectations that you set, both with clients, with employees, with because then everybody knows how to behave. Yeah, everybody knows. Everybody
0: knows the the rules of engagement. Yep, we know how to behave. We know what the
1: rules are. We know,
0: like, okay, cool. Now I can play. I can I can paint between these lines. Mm -hmm. It's not that hard.
1: Well, you know, and I think in in as an agent, you know, setting those expectations is so important to play within those lines, and so many agents don't know how to set the expectation. Well, they haven't set
0: they don't because they have never set expectations for themselves. That's a good point. So it's like 24/7, of course I'll do whatever my client yeah, says whatever. I'm like,
1: "Oh, hey, we want to look at homes." Okay. Yeah. You okay. know, I'm going to run right out. Well, we you know, one of the one of the best things that we've implemented is a we have a client intake form. We have a buyer, yeah. we call it a buyer discovery session and we have a seller discovery session yep. and we don't pass go until you've sat those, down. For those this. happen first. There's yeah. no, yeah. there's no, I don't care yep. if you just want to go buy a new bill and you yep. just need me to go sign you yep. in. Like this is, this We're happens. still having this. Yep. Yeah. Because it, we have all of our questions. It lays out, we figure out what r- the real motivation is, what they really want. Like, yeah. I really want this and it needs to look and feel like this. What is your success? Now we've got our target. Now we can build the system. But it also gives us a chance to set those expectations. Hey- what we're going to, we approach it this way. This is what we do until you get pre qualified. We're not going to see homes. Your ticket to open doors is a pre qualification in your hand because otherwise, without that, we can't build your searches. We don't know what price you're looking for. We're shooting blind and we're not armed. We don't have the, we're not ready to submit an offer until we have a pre-qual, So we won't do any of it until you do it. And then we set expectations of what they can expect in the market. Hey, as a buyer, you're going to get your teeth kicked in a few times. You're going to get your heart broken. You're going to lose. This is how we go around it. This is how we try to get you to win offers. This is our system. But please expect it's going to be tough. And please expect when I say, hey, I'm coming to you. I've spoken with the agent. The competition looks like this. Your offer needs to look like that to be competitive. Are you willing to do that? Know that that's going to happen. And sometimes these terms look silly. waiving appraisal. You know, putting down um, non-refundable earnest money after the inspection, like big things. We're going to keep you safe, but you have to understand in order to win, this is what it looks like. And right now winning in this marketplace, so I tell this to my buyers, winning in this marketplace is getting you the deal, not getting you the best deal. You're not going to get a good deal in this marketplace. You're going to get the deal. The deal.
0: Yeah. yeah. And it really is, dude. It's all the, the, other, the, re, the other reason why I think that um, that consultation is so important is to set expectations, but mm-hmm. when you ask the right questions, you can find out if there's any hidden expectations they haven't told you about mm-hmm. or like they're not outwardly saying. So that way you know, like, hey, there's a there's a landmine here. Yeah. We need to address it yeah. now in the room rather than out in the field yep. or in the middle of a negotiation or something like
1: that. Dude, totally. And it's such a good point to when you see those landmines. To sweep them, to clear them right away. Yeah. And agents will see it and they're like, oh, there it is. Like, And they'll keep it. They don't want to have the tough conversation. Like, I think having a tough conversation up front is so much easier than on the back end when that landmine – when like your foot oh. is on the landmine and you can't move. it. if you do, you're blowing up. Like, And people will do that. They know it's there and they'll step right on it instead of being like, hey, let's rewind the tape. I'll do that a lot. Hey, can we rewind the tape and go back to the thing that you said about blah, blah, blah? Can you explain that more? Yeah. And then – Pull that out, and then you're like, okay, cool. We just defused that landmine, or that landmine is not defusible. Yeah. Like, we need the bomb squad. And so now we know. Well, now, cool, we, know. now we know. we could, Now we can, you know what? We're not, we're, let's not move
0: forward. Yeah. Or, you know, whatever, yep. whatever the answer looks yeah. like. Yeah.
1: When you get that landmine cleared, then we can move forward. But that yeah. thing is going to prevent us from transacting because of this, that, and the other thing. Instead of getting to the transaction and being like, oh, you know, that landmine that you kind of mentioned in passing that I didn't take care of? Yeah, my foot's on it right now. Yeah. Or your foot's on it. Yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Byers. good luck. Yeah, yeah, good luck.
0: I'm out. <laughs> Let me know how that turns out for you.
1: So awesome. Uh, um yeah,
0: it's I dude, I, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about expectations, both for yourself, for your clients, yep. for everybody, for for everyone around you. Yep. Like, there, no doubt about
1: that. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, so much of this translates, so much of the stuff that we talk about because this business is so interpersonal. Whether yeah. you're a team lead and you're encouraging and working with agents, whether you're um, a, an agent who's working with clients. So much of it, we learn how to interact with people like on a very personal level. And so, so much of this, like I pull back into my family too, right? Like yeah. there's so many times where like, you know, learning in business that you need to correct non-performance right away of an employee of whatever this is, Hey, this isn't working or like, Hey, I, um, I really like the way you answered that call there, but next time, can you please remember to blah, 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 or think about this next time. Right. So that So that if you hear them answering the phone in the 50th time, you're like, I fucking told you not to do it that way. Like you blow up if you let it stack up otherwise. So if you see something that's not going right, you address it right there and like run to the problem, run to the problem. Right. And, and, you know, one of the, one of the, um, uh, one of the things that I learned, I I forget one of my people that I pay attention to mentors was like, you know, it's super easy to just, to just go, what did you mean by that? Right. If someone, if someone says something and you're like, dude, was that a jab? Was that passive aggressive? Was that like, I don't really know how to take that. Just ask him, what did you mean by that? And then they'll they'll like fess up or they'll back it down and go, you know what? That did come out like pretty shitty. And I'm sorry. Like, I didn't mean it that way. Or I'm antsy about that. Well, let's unpack why you're antsy. Da da, 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 yeah. da Right. It Always leads to something else. That
0: reminds me of uh, Fred's, Fred's favorite script ever is like, tell me
1: more. Tell me more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because, I mean, it's applicable in so many, so, so many scenarios.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah, exactly. what do you mean by that? Or tell me more yeah. and like, boom. And I, you know, I find so often when I ask questions like that, whether it's of a, a cross agent, a client, my kids, whatever, they just will go and go and go and go and go. And then especially cross agents, you're like, bingo, you just told me exactly what I needed. Yeah. And I asked you one question or I asked yeah. you like a simple leading question and you just unfolded everything. So now I've got everything I need to know to fix the problem or to get my offer over the hump. Or now I know that my kid is upset, but she's really not upset at her teacher. She's really upset at her friend. Cause her friend said this. Yep. And yeah. she just un- uncorked.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Dude. Solid. Yeah. Um, but, um, gosh, that's, that's actually a good, good thing to end on. But before we do that, tell me, um, actually dude, let's do this first if someone wants to kind of just follow and maybe mm-hmm. check out what you are doing online, cause mm-hmm. you, as we talked about earlier, like that's a big part of your strategy. Yeah. What's the best place for people to find you?
1: I think my Instagram account is always, is always really up to speed with what we have going on with both what we post and stories. So at Halpern residential. Cool. And we'll, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes. Um,
0: so, okay. So anybody who wants to check out Trevor and trust me, he's, he's got some really good branding and marketing going on. Check it out. Um, so you and I, what first week of March, 2022 right yeah. now that we're recording this, yep. this, this will be on a couple of weeks. Um, what are you like most excited about or an, anticipating, at, you know, throughout the rest of this year? Yeah. Real estate wise.
1: You know, I'm, I, um, I think it's going to be really exciting and interesting to see if the market continues at its trajectory. I don't, I don't think it's necessarily going to continue to appreciate the way it has been appreciating, but, um, I, I get, ex- <laughs> this is, uh, the, you don't think I'm a sadist or whatever, but I get uh. excited during chaos. Yeah. Like there's opportunity. There's and opportunity chaos. in chaos. And when you have, you know, systems together and you're, you're able to pivot quickly. I love like when, when, uh, COVID came around and I was the one guy in my office, like everyone else was, was, you know, real estate was essential. So like my office is four minutes from my house. I'd go in and no one would be there. And I like rip my business apart and put it back together. Like, I rebuilt it based on, um, you know, I had some time and so yeah. it was fun and exciting. And and so now like, I think for me, what I'm excited the most about is just figuring out the next riddle. Like, that's what we do. You know, yeah. things aren't working. Buyers aren't getting their contracts accepted. What can we do? Da, 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 da. Like I call it being a key maker. Like, file the key, try the door. It's not working. File the key, try the lock. This is open. Everyone run. Boom. This is what, this is what's working. And then the door closes and we file it down again. And so I think when we're in these periods of market appreciation, when we're super seller weighted or super buyer weighted or whatever it is, when we're not really in balance, it's about figuring out how to continue to drive client success. And so I'm excited about the opportunity surrounding a lack of knowing really where this thing is going. Yeah. That's awesome. Good nice. way to put
0: that too. I like that. Well, Thanks, anything else, anything else I, sh- I haven't asked you that I should have or, or anything that's just
1: no. burning desire to share? No, we
0: went down the rabbit hole. Yeah, as always, man. I We say, we went, we went a whole bunch dude, of different directions are, there. dude. I,
1: I love, like, I've gotten so much out of, out of knowing you, man, I appreciate Same. you having me on. And like, we all, when we get together, it's just like, dude, da, 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 da. <laughs> and, um, you know, being involved and you, you thinking of me for your events, I always take great stuff away, like life-changing stuff. Um, so you know us sitting on that stage at that lender forum. Literally, there were times it was so funny. Like you'd have an answer, and I'd like look, look over and be like, "Bro!" And then I could see you looking over yeah. me, like, "Yeah, it's well, a, we're gonna to talk to yeah, this guy." Yeah, yeah, we got yeah, we got yeah. we gotta we gotta, we gotta uh, hook up, and it's been great, man. So thank totally you so agree. much. Yeah, man, absolutely, my
0: pleasure. Thanks a lot for being here and uh, on the Kevin and Fred show, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Did you enjoy today's podcast? Join the Kevin and Fred community, part of EXP Realty and partner with us today. You'll get free access to live trainings two or more times a month, live events and in-person masterminds, digital downloads to help you run and scale your business, and much, much more. To learn more and join our community, visit kevinandfred.com contact and contact us today.